Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 16 of the Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. If you fast with your family or with some few, let convenient times be spent in reading the Word of God or some good book or sermons, which may be fit to direct and quicken you for the present work. Also, in fervent prayer, the other time alone, Matthew 6.18, let it be spent as I have showed before. <clears throat> if some public or necessary occasion, such as you could not well foresee or prevent, when you made choice of your day of private fast, happen to interrupt you? I judge that you may attend those occasions, notwithstanding your fast, but do it thus. If they may be dispatched with little ado, then dispatch them and after continue for fast. But if you cannot, I think that you had better be humbled that you are hindered, break off your fast, and set some other day apart instead thereof. Even as when a man is necessarily hindered in his vow, Numbers 6, 9 through 12. The benefits of religious fasting. The benefit that will accrue to you by religious fasting will be motive enough to a frequent use of it, as there shall be cause. First, it was never read or heard of that a fast was kept in truth according to the former directions from the word, but it either obtained the particular blessing for which it was kept, or at least a better to him that fasted. Judges twenty, twenty six through thirty five. First Samuel seven, six through ten. Ezra eight, twenty three, second Chronicles twenty. 3 through 22, Jonah 3, 7 through 10. Second, and besides those advantages, thus fasting will put the soul into such good frame, into such an habit of spiritual mindedness that, as when against some special entertainment, a day has been spent in searching every corner in a house to wash and cleanse it, it will be kept clean with common sweeping a long time after. I do acknowledge that some have fasted, and God has not regarded it. Isaiah 58.3 Yea, he tells some beforehand that if they fast, he will not hear their cry. Jeremiah 14.12 But these were such who fasted not to God. Zechariah 7, 5-12 they only sought themselves. They would not hearken to his word. There was no putting away of sin or loosing the bands of wickedness, etc. Isaiah 58, 6. No mortification of sin, no renewing their covenant with God. Now, unless we do join the inward with the outward, we may fast, but the Lord sees it not. Isaiah 58, 3 through 5. We may afflict ourselves, but he takes no notice. We may cry and howl, 
but cannot make our voice to be heard on high. But when God sees the works of them that fast, that turn away from their evil way, Jonah 3.10, yea, that they strive to turn and seek him with all their heart, then he will turn to them. His bowels of compassion does yearn towards them, and I will have mercy on them, saith the Lord. Jeremiah 31, 18-20 After the time of the fast is ended, eat and drink, but moderately, for if you then overindulge yourself, it will put your body and soul both out of order. Secondly, your fast being ended, hold the strength which you got that day as much as you can. Keep your interest and holy acquaintance which you have obtained with God and the holy exercises of religion. Though you have given over the exercises of the day, yet unloose not the bent of your care and affections against sin and for God. It is a corruption of our nature, and it is a policy of Satan to help it forward that like some unwise warriors when they have gotten victory over their enemies, we grow full of presumption and security by which the enemy takes advantage to recollect his forces and coming upon us unlooked for gives us the foil, if not the overthrow. We are too apt after a day of humiliation to fall into a kind of remissness, as if then we had gotten the mastery. Whereas, if Satan fly from us, if sin be weakened in us, it is but for a season, Luke 4, 13, and but in part, and especially if we stand not upon our watch, Satan will take occasion to return, and sin will revive in us, Matthew twelve, forty three to forty five. I will add a few cautions touching this excellent but neglected duty of fasting. First, the body, although it must be kept under first Corinthians nine twenty seven, Colossians two twenty three, yet it must not be destroyed with fasting. It must not be so weakened as to be disabled to perform the works of your ordinary calling. Second, in private fasts, you must not be open, but as private as conveniently you may. Matthew 6, 16. Third, separate not the inward from the outward work in fasting. Isaiah 58, 6 and 7. Fourth, think not to merit by your fasting as papists do. Fifth, presume not that presently upon the work done, God must grant every petition as hypocrites do that say to him, we have fasted and thou dost not regard it. Isaiah 58, 3. You may and must expect a gracious hearing upon your unfeigned humiliation, Matthew twenty one twenty two. But as for when 
and how. You must wait patiently. Faith secures you of good success. 1 John 5.14 But neither prescribes unto God how, Isaiah 40.13 Nor yet does it make haste, Isaiah 28.16 But waits his leisure when, in his wisdom, he shall judge it most seasonable. Chapter 5 of the Lord's Day or Christian Sabbath. On the Sabbath or Lord's Day, you must remember to keep it holy according to the commandment, Exodus 28 through 11, 35, 2 and 3. For this cause, consider 1. The divine institution of the Lord's Day or Christian Sabbath. First, Put a difference between this and the other six days, even as you put a difference between the bread and wine in the sacrament and that which is for common use, and that because it is set apart for holy use by divine institution. For as the seventh day, from the beginning of creation until the day of Christ's blessed resurrection, So our Lord's Day, which is the day of resurrection, is by divine institution moral. The commandment to keep in holy rest upon the seventh day after the six days of work, which is the substance of the fourth commandment, remains the same. And this Adam, no doubt by the instinct of uncorrupted nature, which desires a time for God's honor and solemn worship, Knowing that God finished the creation in six days and rested on the seventh, would have observed. Yet, it was requisite that the particular day should be by institution, for natural reason could certainly not tell him which day. The Lord of the Sabbath therefore limited it unto the seventh from the creation until Christ's resurrection, and then removed it to the day we keep, which is the first. Now it appears that it was the will of our Lord and Savior, Christ, that we should, since his resurrection, keep for our Sabbath that first day of the week, forasmuch as he arose on that day, John 20, 1 through 19, and appeared diverse times on this our Lord's day to his disciples before his ascension and did on this day, being the day of Pentecost, Acts 2, 1 through 4, fill his disciples with the gifts of the Holy Ghost, they being assembled together, all which gives a preeminence to this day and a probability to the point. But inasmuch as the apostles... 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, who followed Christ and delivered nothing but what they received from Christ, 1 Corinthians 11.23, 14.37, did observe this day as a Sabbath, 1 Corinthians 16.1 and 2. What can this argue but a divine institution of this day? 
The Apostle Paul might have chosen any other day for the people to assemble to hear the word and receive the sacrament, but they assembled to receive the sacrament and to hear the word upon the first day of the week, which is our Lord's Day, Acts 20, 6 and 7. Now, the approved practice of the apostles and of the church with them, recorded in scripture, carries with it the force of a precept. Moreover, the Spirit of God honors this day with the title of the Lord's Day, Revelation 1.10, as he does the communion with the title of the Supper of the Lord, 1 Corinthians 10.21.11.20. What does this argue? But as they both have reference to Christ, so they are both appointed by Christ. The Spirit of Christ knew the mind of Christ, who thus named this day. This concludes episode 16 of The Christian's Daily Walk.